and action. Here we go. Okay. And we are getting ready. We close up on Russ and he is talking. He is talking to the people. The people have their headphones on or they're in their cars or they're doing the dishes. And we smash cut to John and John's face. And John has his hand on his face. He's touching his glasses. Oh, he's got a concerned look. He gives his uh, cheek a scratch. Oh, what's going on in his head? What is Russ doing? When is this over? Oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? He wipes his brow. He shields his eyes from the camera and from the masses. As suddenly, Russ says, Hey, John, snap to it. We've got a show to do. Okay. <laughs> if Mad About You was a final frontier, we're traveling outside of time and space here. So let's break it down now. Smash cut to Russ talking into the camera and starting the show and saying, welcome to Mad About Mad About You. Bravo. <laughs> Are you trying to get, be an intern at uh, Buckman Studios or something with that? I'm doing something. Yeah. I got to get. I, I'm just trying to be an assistant editor it. to uh, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? Paul Buckman. No, what's his editor's name? Mermelman. Yeah, yeah, Mermelman. Yeah, Warren Mermelman. Warren, that's it. Yeah. Yes. I'm just trying to spread the Mad About Mad About You name as far and wide as I can. Sure. Branding, baby. That's what it's all about. Just ask the president. Now now we're doing audio movies of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what this is now. The move part. The, yes. Yeah, mo- moving sound waves. <laughs> yeah. You know how a movie is mostly people talking about camera angles? Yeah. <laughs> you know how the IE part doesn't stand for image? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, welcome to Mad About Mad About You, your weekly Mad About You recap podcast. My name is Russ Fader. And I'm John Marbley. John, how you doing, bud? Fine. Great. <laughs> I'm also fine. Great. <laughs> yes, happy October. Oh, yeah. Happy October. We, we've we made it. You folks have been in October for a week and a half now. You're sick of it. It's nothing new. Who? For oh, us, I see. The listeners, yeah, this doesn't happen yet. But for us, brand new. <laughs> this isn't live. <laughs> no, this is not. Unfortunately, we have not yet mastered the live transmission. Well, I, I quit. Feature. <laughs> yeah, October, one of my favorite months. Probably my favorite month. Yeah, you go nuts for October. I could care less. I do. I do. I do something called Pumptober, everybody, which is uh, I eat something with pumpkin in it every day of October, and I post a picture to social media. So you may have seen it. You may not have seen it. And you may or may not have cared. I would understand if you wouldn't care because it's just a picture of food. It's fun to see what he eats. That's all. You know, that's my review. That's all. Well, good. Okay, great. Have you ever thought about Octoberkin? No, that's when you have to have a child for every day of the month of October. Octumpkin? Octumpkin? is good just because pumptober sounds like an exercise regiment <laughs> or some kind of pumpkin latte like rule okay like oh i only use the 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 pumpkin flavor i two pumps two pumps of... <laughs> two pumps of you know pumpkin. how they say that at starbucks now it makes me cra- like you know i yeah, hate I... starbucks but now i started going sure. again because my girlfriend okay. loves it and she got okay. me a little hooked and because they have yep. the most reliable internet this podcast is brought to you by the Starbucks internet, which is brought to you by Google. <laughs> so I get a venti, which already I'm using their terms, right? You know, so I'm, I'm on right. board. A venti iced coffee. I always get extra ice because I like to nurse it. Sure. And then I say half sweetened, please. And 
everyone gets so thrown by this. And then they ask me the number of pumps. And I'm like, what's the normal number? I'll divide it for you. But I don't know. So now I know it's three. But it's crazy to me that now I know how many pumps of simple syrup go into this cough. Like, I have to keep track of the pumps? It's... (laughs) <laughs> and I hate the term pump. Just using the term pump is like now I work there. Yeah, and not only do you, is it like you work there, but it's also like it takes away some of the um, the magic of getting your beverage. Right. Now just I'm, like, just, I'm an architect now. Now it's just, oh, it's a pump. Oh, you just pump the thing in? You don't have to. You're not testing. You're not making this sugar and syrup yeah, you yourself. Don't stick your filthy pinky in and taste it right. before you make sure it's perfect. There's a bagel place out in ohio called brugger's bagels and jen and oh, i will yeah. go there and uh it's a chain out there best and bagels pretty, in the country they're <laughs> way better no. than brooklyn <laughs> they're, they're pretty good they are pretty good no, for, they are, uh, they are. I, i've i've come to like them quite a bit and i will sometimes get a peanut butter and jelly on a bagel because i'm a child and you're Every in ohio again. i guess yeah, it'll be a treat. So why the heck not? Yeah. So I'll order a PB and J, and there's no like, oh, we're just going to we're going to assemble this back out of the line of sight. There's just like, nope, we are taking out a jar of Skippy peanut butter, right, and a squeeze tube of Smuckers. A squeeze tube? Yeah, because that's the other thing. Is oh, that like a the, generic bag? Yeah. No, no. It's like it's a it's a. I'm sorry. Tube is the wrong word. A bottle. A squeeze bottle. It's not a piping bag full of jelly. What's, Although that would be better. What's the bottle bag made of it's plastic it's a hard pl- it's like a um a maple syrup oh like mustard bottle. yes yes it's like that with jelly in it and isn't so that just... expensive it sounds like this company just goes to the grocery store when they need something that's exactly <laughs> what it is that's exact i'm like i want a little bit i'm like please don't let me know that this is something that i could very easily do that's at home so weird. i know it is but i wanted to be like oh well no you can't this is special brugers yeah yeah jelly yeah, yeah, sure this is just like no i can read that label for from here right don't make me feel worse about my dumb decisions <laughs> that'll be eight dollars yeah exactly <laughs> idiot <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh you man you got a bagel sized so. hole in your brain <laughs> <laughs> so we watched another episode of mad about you because that's the premise of this podcast right i can go over it with you again if you like john yeah no i no, thought we were gonna go sky and talk about it but apparently <laughs> this is what i no, said up for no let's do this so it's episode 32 of mad about mad Ooh. about you which is season two episode 10 Ooh. of mad about you almost we're halfway along. through yeah suddenly we're halfway through season i know two. next stop season three <sighs> I don't know how we're going to do it. And then when it's all over, we'll be much older than when we started. It's going to be really screwy. We'll listen back and be like, how are our voices are going to sound different. That's true. Yeah. Because mine hasn't cracked, even cracked yet. No, you haven't. Yeah. No, you haven't. You haven't gone through your voice. This is my, yeah, this is my child voice. Yeah. Yes. This is is (laughs) pre-puberty. Episodes called It's a Wrap. It premiered on December 2nd, 1993. (laughs) And um, yeah, we, <laughs> what's funny? Nothing. Keep going. I'll tell you in a we, sec. Okay. We took a week off for Thanksgiving. We didn't. They did. They did. We, we, we worked not, hard. Never taken a week except when we <laughs> screwed something up. <laughs> what did TV Guide have to say? That's what I was laughing at. <laughs> it just sounds like a disapproving father wrote it. Uh oh. Lou tampers with Paul's film. Jamie lacks direction. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, can I talk to you for yeah, a minute? Right. 
Jenny, yeah. sit down. The TV guide writer has a personal investment now in the show. Finally, <laughs> finally. Yeah. This has been my favorite one in weeks. Oh, yeah? Oh, by far. You, right? I liked it. I've got a couple issues here and there, but I liked it for sure. You have a couple issues? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's one what? sentence. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I thought you meant the episode. Oh, no, this description. Who cares the about the episode? <laughs> 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 yes, this is easily my favorite description in Yeah, because it's not it's not There's trying no to super bait dashes. Us. Yes, right. It's just like this is what it is. Yeah. Thank you. Tell, Thank you, TV. Tell Dad. me again. Tell me again what they said about uh Lou Tampers with Paul's film, Jamie Lacks Direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it may as well say Jamie disappoints her family. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jamie, a burden to us all. <laughs> Can't seem to straighten it out. <laughs> oh man, I love it. What was uh what was on TV that night? You're watching NBC. I didn't watch it from top to bottom. I can't believe it. Which is weird. But I thought that we should at least talk a little bit about it because on NBC at 10 p.m. ER? Was... No, not yet. No, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> it was Rowan and Martin's laughing past Christmas present. I can't believe you didn't watch it. I couldn't find it. Oh. I watched the, well, I watched the commercial. It. Okay. I watched a commercial for it. <laughs> I've I never watch watched Laughing. I don't know what it is. I just know it's a reference point made by 70s comedians a lot, you know? Yeah, it was. I didn't watch it either. And it's so fun. Like, I was thinking about you when I was looking into Laughing because I don't know a lot about it. Lily Tomlin That's was what I in thought. it and okay. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Goldie Hawn was great on oh. it. Yeah. Joanne Worley. Also, have you, the character Dorf was from Laughing. Do you know Dorf? No, I don't know Dorf. Dorf was a thing. Bill Conway was the actor, and he he was also I mean he was on Laughing, and Dorf was his whole bit was he was supposed to be I don't think he was a a little person, but oh boy. he walked he walked on his knees and he oh, was so golf. He just made fun of little. People? I don't know if it was like I don't know if it was making fun of little people or just the idea of just like this is just a short guy who walks funny, right? Dorf on golf, Tim. Con- yes, wait, Tim Conway. Tim Conway. Yes. Oh, Tim Conway. Yeah, you said Bill. Well, did I? I thought. I oh, said did you Tim. say Tim? I'm. I'm not. Whatever sure. it is, I heard Bill. Oh, of course I know Tim Conway from uh, the yeah. Burnett Show. Yes. Yeah, one of the greatest yes, sketch yes. actors uh, that ever lived. Right. People this say. Is, yeah. This yeah. is. This is him. Oh, you know what? Oh gosh, I may be mixing things up. Then he may not have been from Laugh, and he may only have been from Carol Burnett Show, and Dorf may have only been from Carol Burnett. Forget everything I said about. Dorf, put uh, it from your mind. Okay. I don't know. I think both <laughs> might be true. Could be. Henry Gibson was in Who's that? Laughing. That is, I've been like, I recognize him. He's in so many different things through the years. I know he's the voice of Wilbur the Pig from Charlotte's Web. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Conway's more recent work includes a series of satirical how-to videos in which he plays a diminutive, dark-haired Scandinavian known as Dwarf, a variation on Dwarf. Okay, great. <laughs> so it is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that he happens to be a little guy. He is a little person. And he first Oops. appeared in the 87 film Dorf on Golf. How do you even know this character exists? It doesn't sound like he was on any TV show. It sounds like he, he was, was mostly on DVD specials. He was on, well, they're on DVD specials now, but they were VHS specials. And those specials were advertised on 
TV. What, through the Time Life video per- subscription Kinda? program or something? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like that sort of Buy thing. Buy two free Victor Borga tapes to get a free dwarf <laughs> Get a dwarf? Tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who else? Paul Lind, is that who you just said? I said Henry Gibson. And who did he play in Charlotte's Web? He was the voice of Wilbur. Wilbur? No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah. He was in you Wedding Crashers. Of... Yes, he was and in Wedding Crashers. And the Blues Brothers. The thing that came to mind Oh, and me... Magnolia, yes. Magnolia. That's that was the thing right. that came to me, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love him. He plays, he plays the guy who hits on the bartender that quiz kid Donnie Smith, William H. Macy is, is in love with. with. Yep. Yeah, Henry Gibson on that show. And it was so of its time. Laughing? That, yeah, it doesn't like, I don't know how much it were. It was crazy. Like, it's just a very silly show. This is all based on the commercial? The commercials and the bits that I saw. Oh, you saw some videos. Like, yeah, just a little bit. You so know, you it's sketch the comedy. Of the whole it's night. sketch comedy. <laughs> yeah, right. It's sketch comedy, but it's also one-liners. It felt like grown-ups doing you can't do that on television bits. Right, sometimes. right, right. And it was just like you know, if other sketch comedy was doing like, oh, here's how it's supposed to be, then they were just like, we're just gonna laugh our way through this thing and have scenes where we just uh-huh. go go dance and do funny, you know, zooms. And then there's um, you know, catchphrases and whatnot from the show. Very interesting. But stupid. Have you ever heard anybody say that to you? Definitely not. Okay, great. So you're not in my family. Good. Wait, really? Yeah, my grandmother used to say that a lot. Very interesting. From the show? But stupid. Yep, which is what I learned today. You ever hear anybody say, you bet your sweet bippy? No. That's from the show? Okay. I feel like George, I feel like George Costanza might have said that. Great. You've heard people say, here come the judge. Yes. That's from the yes, show. Yes, I've heard Kramer say it. Mm-hmm. Maybe one other person. in yeah. One person in real life. I forget who. Yes. Yeah. Here come the judge. Here come the judge. Yeah. Right. Here come the judge. Here come the judge. Yeah, that's a, a, a judge. It's a laughing sketch? Yep. Is the judge James Brown? I don't think so. Like the actual James Brown? I'm pretty sure yeah. it's not. But okay. it also might be. I might be conflating a lot of things, a, a lot, lot of disparate things. <laughs> well, no, that's fair, because the biggest thing that happened on Laughing was they had Nixon on once, and he said sock it to me, which was the biggest. It was, wow. it was proto. I'm not sure if he was sitting president or if they had him back on, but it's like proto Sean Spicer at the Emmys. That's sort of like. Oh, they had him on after. I'm not positive. Either after or during. But like, oh, I see. Wow. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't beloved. Uh, Jimmy Nixon, Fallon. And yet uh, he was on. Time. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> they tussled his hair. They did. And yeah, it, they, yeah. Sock it to me was definitely a big laughing thing. And you may or may not have heard Nixon just botching the line delivery. No, I have not. Yeah. I it's haven't good. heard a single thing you've mentioned except here comes the judge. <laughs> it's so funny because, yeah, I was like, I don't think John will have any laughing connection. Which is very amusing because you're so big on so many other older things. This era you're was like, uh, skipped. Yeah, you are especially like a s- person who likes comedy who's in their 60s. Yes. Where it's just like, where it's just like oh yeah, I like the old stuff. Then then laughing came out. I don't know. I tuned out. That, that was too true. weird for yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> That's 100% true. You enjoy the comedy of the establishment. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard it yet, but on last week's episode, there's a new Victor Borga clip that is, vi- it, it made me laugh oh, yeah? so hard. <laughs> Do you know Great. the bit where he talks about words being inflated? I don't think. Or I words do. not being inflated and how there's no. hid- hidden numbers and words? I don't know it. Like forever, lieutenant, and then he just increments each number. Oh my says, god! Like it's so stupid. That's really I stupid. Was dying. That's great. Like Lou Elevenant. What's so weird is 
everyone's already heard this except you again. Yeah, I'm back in the dark yeah. on my own show. Good to be here. Oh, yeah, no, boy, I, I oh miss boy. the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> not for me. I love it. I like the cinema, Wonderful. not the comedy. Sure. No, that's why well, I like the sitcoms too, though. I just, you know, the kooky stuff. Yeah. You can't get everything. Yeah. <laughs> Especially not that hippie crap. <laughs> I do hate hippies. <laughs> what There's was only happening one in the thing news, I hate please. more than Nazis. Is hippies. That... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that is that going to be the next Indiana Jones movie? <laughs> <laughs> why did it have to be hippies? <laughs> Uh, oh man so yes please what happened in the news john from wnbc tv this is news for new york with chuck scarborough and pat harper all sorts of stuff so okay full disclosure i do a nothing super exciting particularly okay okay nothing really grabbed my in fact i'm looking at them now and i'm just like i don't want to talk about any of these okay so that being said i think i have a few interesting ones to talk about well look Thank you for, I appreciate the full disclosure that not everything that happened was worth talking about. Yeah. Okay. So Dateline. Good. Do to do. Go ahead. Headline stinks. (laughs) New Yorkers and Co. That's that's it. I don't even know what What kind of headline that is. New Yorkers and Company. Oh, interesting. Junior's Cheesecake heads for starring role in kiosks. Oh. What do you think of that? The Brooklyn Institution, known for its intensely rich cheesecake, is taking its show on the road. The cheesecakes are already available by mail order. What isn't? And will be sold at kiosks <laughs> in Brooklyn, and there are plans for franchises and malls around the country. Ooh. Yep. Mail- Great. Mail- Who doesn't love Juniors? I mean, I've never had it. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I bet. It's a good cheesecake. Ah, uh, my fantasy football team is currently winning. <laughs> Hey, great news. You know, no matter what I turn off on my stupid phone, nothing can silence the fantasy football app. (laughs) (laughs) It's infuriating. (laughs) Great. Well, I'm glad they're winning. Also, I didn't know this. The mm-hmm. you know that Keels on uh, 13th Street and Third Avenue. Okay, it was there in '93. That's all. Dateline. <laughs> do, 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 do. Go ahead. Skating by at 72 miles per hour, some lovers of, ro- of rollerblading are speeding up the sport by latching onto autos. <laughs> This is a Whoa. good one. Tom Rooney, an investment banker for Prudential Securities, part of the problem, was riding in a limousine uptown on 3rd Avenue for cocktails and Mortimer's the other night. One of my favorite drink spots as well. A oh, companion yeah? tapped his Do you knee- know this guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that what's going on here? You're just trying to give your friend a little bit of extra airtime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't a real... I wrote this story. Yeah. <laughs> A companion tapped his knee and said, I think there's someone at the door for you. So just everyone, in case you lost the image, they're in a limousine speeding up Third Avenue when this happens. (laughs) He rolled the window down and made the acquaintance of one Roberto Parent, whose curly brown hair rippled in the wind as the car cruised along at more than 40 miles an hour. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is a great story. Bonsoir, ladies and gentlemen, he said, <laughs> passing out business cards. <laughs> How are all of you this evening? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I spoke too soon. This is a great story. <laughs> he claims to he, Mr. Parent was pursuing his peculiar, peculiar, perilous passion. 
alliterate much. Oh high yeah. Speed, yeah, I don't blame I don't blame you for tripping over that. <laughs> yeah. High speed rollerblading, a sport he accomplishes by grabbing hold of the cars of complete strangers. <laughs> He's gone as fast as seventy two miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, look, this is kind of impressive, but Marty McFly was doing this in 1985 with a skateboard, and nobody said That is boo. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a 20... Oh, this oh the details of this guy. I, if he had a memoir, I would read it. He's a 26-year-old masseur and a former infantryman of the Canadian Army. <laughs> wow. Yeah. From the okay. perspective of the beleaguered Manhattan motorist, Mr. Parent is more like a giant leech holding on for dear life. But leeches don't ask you to change radio stations if something more happening. <laughs> oh my gosh some drivers try to break to shake them off some shake their fists in exasperation some smile and give them a smooth ride quote sometimes they try to kill us and sometimes they're really nice <laughs> police officials said there's no statistics on roller riders but that bicyclists and, and messengers in particular have long done this that seems hard to do on a bicycle very hard i i wouldn't be able to oh you wouldn't be able to do to uh ride on a bicycle and hold on to the speeding Look, car i can do uh, <laughs> john i can do almost anything on a, a bicycle yeah. but i couldn't do this uh, you don't know i'm a bmx champion no i know but yeah the pumpkin hobby mostly... the pumpkin snack hobby and yeah the, uh, yeah high yeah. speed wheels sports yeah. <laughs> i do mostly the standstill things like when people like walk along the wheels of a bike when it's standing still that's more my thing <laughs> oh my gosh these people are lunatics this is just me talking <laughs> Yeah, Grandpa, they are. Here's another one, though. Yeah, bite your tongue. Eat your hat. Get ready. (laughs) You better dump your hat in a pumpkin because you're about to eat it. (laughs) Quote, I started... Quote, oh. I started because I'm an adrenaline maniac, said one friend, Eric Cote. Another obsession for Mr. Cote, a 25-year-old motorcycle trader and would-be model, is leaning over a subway platform to get his face as close as possible to an oncoming train. Man. That- Wait, I'm a freak of speed, said the third friend, Louis-Michel Doyon. They're all French. 24. Yeah, clearly. A personal trainer who enjoys jumping off bridges in towns where the water's cleaner. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, even the French daredevils are snobs. <laughs> no, 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 he's river. No, no. I would never, <laughs> yeah. I would never jump into the Hudson. No. Uh, roller riding is not for them. I might have to touch it. <laughs> is there anything else in here that's really good? Holy. That is the most low rent adrenaline speed <laughs> thing I've ever. Yeah, hey, it's like huffing. Hey, Mike. Hey, <laughs> you mad? Like what? You 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 get people to be like, hey, check this out. Watch how close I can get my face to the subway car. Watch how close I can lean to the subway well, car. You know what, Russ? This really speaks to your generation. This is from a time before social media and even easily made uh, personal videos. People, I think, were just doing it for their own personal experiences, not to simply share it with others. It's not to share it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is that better or worse? Is it I better or worse know. to be like, I don't even care if anybody sees me. I just like to get my face really close to a subway car. 85,000 children under 50 were treated in hospitals last year for injuries sustained on roller skates. That feels right. Sure. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I was injured several times on a bicycle as a kid trying dumb, crazy tricks that never yeah. went well. Never, ever. Uh, that's pretty much it, I guess. It's uh, okay. most of the meat on this bone. <laughs> Great. 
I love it. <laughs> well Mr. done. Oh, gosh. This is so... I hope he lives in Hollywood now. So it says, but when police see rollerbladers riding cars, they give chase, something the skaters profess to enjoy. Only Mr. Doyon has been caught in the act and fined $40. Mr. Parent's vision is that all this craziness can be made into a movie. <laughs> He sees oh a gang God. of crooks wearing bulletproof costumes and rollerblades robbing a bank. The chase scene would be of immense proportions, replete with the rollerbladers dropping grenades on police cars as they leap over them. I'll tell you what, this poor guy is just born in the wrong decade. He wouldn't even need to have a plot. He could absolutely make some sort of stupid, I hold on to cars on rollerblades. Oh, you mean like the Casey Neistat Blizzard snowboard video that went viral? Sure. I don't know who that is, but yeah, we're talking about is? a viral... No, if he's we're talking about one a... of the most famous YouTube video makers in existence. Okay, he lives in New York. Yeah. During mm-hmm. the last blizzard, I don't know, one of the last blizzards, he made this video where he just holds onto a snow. He's on a snowboard and he hooks it to a truck and has the truck speed around Manhattan on the snow. Cool, it yeah. is like that. Then. <laughs> I watched well, it. Look. I was like, you know, I don't go for this clicky kind of stuff a lot, but I can't look away. <laughs> yeah, well done, Casey. Oh gosh, was that? I'm trying to remember. It was. No, like there was some, just one of the, like all of those YouTube videos where it's just somebody doing something terribly fast and or high, like high in oh, the Oh, those air. Russians? The, like, yes. Oh, Whatever wait, do you remember do, those? I think so. Those Russian photos, the photos of like Russian teenagers who would like climb really high and then walk out on like a super narrow thing? Yes. Yeah. It's the same genre. I know these videos. I remember. Yeah. I forgot all about these. I'm like, I can't watch these. Right. This is not right. fun for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, I remember. All, that was a genre. Yeah. And it's also so strange because it's like, it's an entire genre of film or video or whatever you want to call it that I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. I watched that on a screen the size of a half a postage stamp. Yeah, sure. And that's how I absorbed that media. Great, Well done, guys. <laughs> Just and you like, were still so scared. Weird. Yes. That's very true. Well, you know, Marshall McLuhan once said the medium is the message. Oh, here we go. Most of us don't don't... know what he meant by that. Marshall McLuhan (laughs) never said that. I happen to have Marshall McLuhan right here. No, he did. (laughs) (laughs) You know why? Because I heard that in Annie Hall, and then I said I have to read the book so I could be as smart as Woody Allen. And then I tried to read the book, and (laughs) surprise, it's a boring nightmare. <laughs> Both of them, understanding Ooh. media and the Gutenberg galaxy, make you want to run for a magazine. <laughs> I found a few. So this is going to be a regular thing we do now. I'm always going to keep searching for these FYI columns. Okay. So this week's FYI. Well, we had two because we were off a week for Thanksgiving. Sure. I picked out some goodies. Question. Uh, happy, th- uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving, John. I'm happy Thanksgiving, Russ. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Funny you're doing the <laughs> pumpkin thing and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, quite a time. And frankly, I just need to point out that you didn't sound very thankful just now when you said that. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. What, what should I be thankful for? <laughs> Nuclear war? <laughs> what were you saying? Bananas, bananas. Everywhere, bananas. <laughs> I keep spotting bananas painted on storefronts all around Soho. What's their Banksy. origin? I don't think so, because they say the name. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> Because anyone could become Banksy, yeah, right? It could yeah. be. Yeah, this is proto-Banksy. The fruit you see are stencils by the German artist Thomas Baumgartel, known in some art circles as Charlie Banana. <laughs> I, John, I thought you were going to say known as some art in some circles as Banksy. Banksy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Russ, you were right. Yeah, I just had like, to read oh, to the end of the found sentence. <laughs> yeah, exit through the gift shop and Google a New York Times article. <laughs> Guys, 
This was very easy to yeah, do. Yeah, right. <laughs> no one who spray paints bananas on facades or doorways of art galleries and museums. The artist, based in Cologne, is making his way through a list of 60 galleries and museums in New York. He said that it's a sign of life for a nation that takes itself too seriously. Sure. All right. Great. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this one's interesting because I want to know if it's still the case. Okay. So, something so, sounds like we have another assignment for the roping runner of Midtown. <laughs> Gary Berard. Yeah, Gary Get Berard. Get on it, buddy. Get, yeah, strap on those Nikes and run by uh, Bowery and uh, the Bleecker Street sign of Bowery and Lafayette. <laughs> because the question is, why is Bleecker Street spelled B-L-E-E-K-E-R on the street sign at Bowery and Lafayette and with a C elsewhere? Answer. Interesting. The sign is a mistake. And the real question is, why hasn't the city fixed it? That's a great point. Yeah. As a result of budget cuts, officials planning to correct any of the cities. <laughs> they couldn't afford C's anymore. I mean, maybe. Yeah, they right. <laughs> C went up. It sounds like a Victor Borga bit. <laughs> Uh, replace all the C's with these, and then do the words again. It's very funny. <laughs> Bleedker Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Victor Borg is a vampire. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Officials plan to correct any of the city's 172,000 street name signs have been given priority ah, to, quote, life-protecting devices. Wait, what? John, it's 2017. We keep talking about Victor Borga on our podcast. <laughs> you started it. This is so weird. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought you were going to say Sorry. it was weird that we were talking about New York City budget guidelines from 1993. <laughs> That's also weird. What are we doing? <laughs> this is interesting, though. 172,000 street name signs also in New York City back then are on hold to give priority to life-protecting devices like stop, yield, and one-way signs. Unless someone has an IQ of three, they're not going to be significantly confused by this mistake. I love, I love the New York official. When they're sassy. Do they still speak oh, like this? No, I'm sure they, they don't. don't, right? Uh, Joseph DePlasco, a spokesman. He's the spokesman, too, in his the job. Sp- <laughs> yeah. This is why, yeah. I feel Look, like I get paid the, for my words. I got to tell you, hon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop yeah. That Unless so is an IQ of three, of tree. <laughs> they're not <laughs> going to be tree. significantly confused by the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, man. Is there, That's real let good. Let me see. There's one more good one. I feel like there might not be, but there might be. Nothing. Uh, all right. Uh, boring. That's fine. All boring. But those That's are some fine. good stories. I was wrong. Those are great. No, you did great. I underestimated because I, I didn't read them. Thanks, New York Times. Yes, as always. Way thank to you to it. the New York Times. <laughs> That's all the news that's fit to print this week. Perfect. So... It's episode time. What do you think of this one, John? I loved it. Yeah? Yes. I uh, I enjoyed I it. Loved it. I had some issues, but I enjoyed it for sure. So it was directed by Tom Moore, the first king. Well, <laughs> I, it's a David Lynch, right. as we established last week. Yes. Tom Moore, TM, Transcendental Meditation, David Lynch. But I would also like to coin the term farce king or farce farcer king? king, like the old FK. We got the BK, Barnett Kelman. <laughs> we got the FK. Why the Farce King? Oh, right, 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 right. The because he directs farce. all the directed, yes, because yeah, he directs stage, all those Ken Ludwig. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sure. All he does is well, direct <laughs> Farce. John, I was taking Farce King off of David Lynch, thinking like thinking that it, that was you know Thomas Moore, TM, Transcendental Meditation, David Lynch. Everybody knows oh, David Lynch is the Farce King. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, no, there I is never a connection, thought, Russ. Keep looking. Yeah, I, I never would have thought that you were pulling this connection and this nickname from his actual work. So, <laughs> Mars King, Yellow King, True Detective. This is a True Detective episode. <laughs> True Detective Season 3. Tom Moore. This episode is a real flat circle. <laughs> well, what's interesting about it is it is written also by Andrew Gordon and Eileen Kahn, who okay. did we, I feel like we covered them before because they wrote So I Married a, a Hair Murderer and the one oh, before did they? that. Okay. But I don't remember talking about Eileen Kahn, but she's definitely Andrew Gordon's writing partner because they have the almost the exact same IMDb pages. So okay. that might have been Yeah, I don't a remember. Scoop. I don't remember that as well. Because here's what's notable about her. She's Larry Miller's husband. You know really? what I mean? Not notable. Like, <laughs> well, I don't mean that. that's all that's notable about her. No, I she's, mean, <laughs> no. Well, first of all, you said she's Larry Miller's husband. You meant she's Larry Miller's wife. Secondly, <laughs> oh, I wrote hubby in my notes. I screwed up. <laughs> but wow, she is betrothed to Larry Miller. How about that? <laughs> Keep it all in the family, though. That's all. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, that's great. And also sweet that he's saying her lines. Uh, you know, it's fun. I love it. Yeah. And, but she's a, a, ver- a famous TV writer. Great. Who well, she's Not famous Casey- enough to get mentioned by us the first time <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, I don't know what happened. She's on Casey Under... You know, she's basically created Casey Undercover, which is on the Disney Channel right now, which, you know, we don't mm. watch because we're not kids. But also, you, this might ring a bell. Just shoot me. She co-created. Okay, sure. News radio she worked on. Ton of By the way, there's you. some very good there's some very good stuff for people of all ages on Disney Channel. Oh right. All right. Oh sure. right. There's a lot to love about Phineas and Ferb, but anyway. Oh, what is that like Dorf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Phineas there's Phineas and Ferb are a couple of animated characters who walk around on their knees. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, just make them shorter. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is, to me, this episode feels like it could be a revision of So I Married a Hair Murderer, because it's sort of yes. a, a similar central it is conflict similar. Yes. with a far less annoying Jamie. I completely agree. I see that. Uh, yes, I agree. And that's how I'm There's going a to connection think about there. it. There's definitely a connection there. I wish that this was the only episode of the kind. But, well, of uh, course. But what are you going to do? But yeah, no, but I hear you. This is definitely, this is the better version of that. Yeah, way better. Well, yeah. So sure. you didn't like it as much as I did? Is this what I'm hearing? I liked it. I'm just, uh, I wasn't in love with the resolution. And there were a couple. Of, I there was. was. Even, there I were a couple of things. I actually was profoundly in love with the resolution. Great. Okay. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> At the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when it resolves. And not a moment sooner. Yeah. And there was another uh, moment where I'm just like, I'm confused by this choice. This doesn't feel like a thing that Jamie would encourage. But we'll get there, too. We'll get there. Yeah. No, uh, tragically, we will not get there. <laughs> uh, okay. First things first, we start with the cold open. <laughs> <laughs> we are seeing another Broadway show. I love how much they go to the theater. They do. They're big theater buffs. Even they're though, seeing, yeah. yeah. They're seeing eye to eye, a wild Irish romp. Eye to eye. Yeah. I is spelled A-Y-E. At the Royale Theater, I think, which is not I a theater. I believe not a theater. Again, we have a very shot. Uh, did you happen to notice the shoddy marquee this time, the effect, or no? Yes, that it was computers. This time? Yes. Yeah, big time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you it's read very... everything on it? I did. We've got oh, <laughs> the New York it. Times. The New York Times said, I loved it. <laughs> Spell, again, spelled A-Y-E. <laughs> and uh, WNBC said, full of Blarney. <laughs> what is Blarney? Luck? You know, I am not 
I'm talk not sure if that aims to I would have said nonsense. Oh, charming talk. Okay. Yeah, influence Great. and persuade using charm and pleasant flattery. Great. Yeah, the way you got I me to do with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I was full of blarney. Yeah, he was full of blarney. So yes, yeah, so then we go inside to oh, the Oh, and Royal it's just built as the wild Irish romp. Yeah. I spent fantastic. way too long trying to see if there was an uh, equivalent on Broadway. There's not. <laughs> no, probably not. There was, I'm sure, dancing at Lunasa. That's but not that was funny, not, though. That is not funny. Right? I never saw it, but I'm pretty sure. Nor is, nor is anything that Martin McDonough... Well, Martin those McDonough's are all farces. so funny. Yeah, those are farces. Well, they're farces, but they're horribly bloody. They're darces. Or barces. <laughs> they're darces. Or blarces. <laughs> Great. So... We go inside, and the crew yeah. has box seats As again. Usual. Yeah, someone's got a real good hookup. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> it's one of two things. They either have a real hookup, mm-hmm. or they're doing rush ticketing. Oh, sure. <laughs> Could be, yeah. The lottery, maybe, or something. Yep. They entered online. <laughs> yeah, There's the. they just released the app for eye to eye. Yeah, the eye to eye app. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so they got the same box seats as the last time (laughs) and fran is not yet seated with paul and jamie and ira she is in the bathroom putting on mascara for the third time because she has been crying like a lot oh the show hasn't even started yet she three times she's been there (laughs) i to think you and me could be married you and I. I. <laughs> I. To think you and me could be married. You and you I. And I. And then just tears. <laughs> tears and wails from Fran. It's so She's weird. having a rough time of things. Yeah, it's. I like that because it's like sometimes she's fine, sometimes she's not. Sure. As anyone That's would true. be. Yeah, that's very true. Yes. Like this just comes out of nowhere. I would like which is what their life is probably like with her where it's like, oh, she's having a bad one today. Yeah. Have they gone an episode in which Fran appears and doesn't bring up the divorce? Not doesn't bring up. But I feel like there are times where she wasn't like a teary like right mess. Right. Probably. But it'll come up still even. in. Yes, that is true. How could it not? Well, it's only a 22 minute episode. We can assume that maybe there's, you know, one five minute clip in which she doesn't bring up Mark. Yeah, but it's her life situation. It would be weird for her not to talk about it. But surely she is up to something else, right? Well, I don't know. Maybe she didn't go back to work. Maybe. I don't know. Because she wasn't working when they were married. Well, uh, she also like, I mean, look, it's, it's clearly obviously still on her mind a lot. I feel like we're talking about her in real life, and we just talked yeah, about her. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, have we seen say, her and her not talked about Mark's divorce? Their oh, divorce she's, Mark? She yeah. has got to move on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just try, you know? I know. I get it. It's hard, and we're supportive, but I feel like she's not even trying. She's trying. You don't even know the half of it, so... I don't. What has she said things to you that she hasn't said to me? Yes. Really? Probably. I'm much closer. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like you two. What else do you talk about behind my back? You. <laughs> Let's get it all out there. <laughs> right after this commercial break. <laughs> Wonderful. So uh, we Fran go back. Starts, I love Lucy crying too, which I love. 
Yes, she does. She kind of does. Oh, and the other weird thing is when they do that dialogue, that eye dialogue, Paul. Yeah. I'm sure he's acting. It looks like Paul Reiser's laughing. Yes. And Helen Hunt also has a big smile. I feel like they both are. I think it's genuine. Like they were surprised. Very charmed. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if they... I'll bet they didn't even know what was going to be said. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Oh, right. You're right. They, oh, because they weren't at a real, they didn't hire right. actors to stand beneath them. Yeah. They're not on like, a okay. Stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like, let's just get two and a half hours of you guys reacting to a play right. wrote. <laughs> okay. So here's the script for Eye to Eye. Here are the Irish actors who we've cast. This is Brian O'Byrne. This is Gabriel Byrne. Very good. <laughs> I just thought it was funny to see. This happened last episode, too. It just made me realize how little up until now we've seen Paul and JB just enjoy their lives. <laughs> yeah. Like when they're happy, it's a serious happy. Or like a light, sure. a lovey happy. Sure. It's, not, it's never whimsical. Right. Where they're both yeah, just enjoying <laughs> their lives. That's true. So that's a nice season two edition. Yeah. And the theater never goes well for them, so I'm impressed they still go. I kind of was still expecting Burt Buckman to show up to yell down at the crowd below. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hello, Regis. I missed them. I missed I them, miss them too. I can't wait till they're back. <laughs> so we go back to the apartment, and Paul is commenting on the fact that Fran was wailing. And Jamie says, no one heard her. Paul responds, the actors were distracted. Jerry Orbach gave me the finger. That killed me. It's a really great line. <laughs> Do you think Jerry Orbach was in it? That's what that uh, means, yeah, right? That's what that means, yeah. I didn't get that until just now. That's obviously <laughs> what was just, that means. It was, it was just two separate aside. thoughts, yeah. <laughs> hey, Jamie, unrelated to anything, did I tell you that Jerry Orbach gave me the <laughs> yeah, finger? when I was in college. Yeah, the, the actors in the play were mad at me. That makes me think about some <laughs> other time, some <laughs> other day. <laughs> No, I thought, I, I don't know why I put him in the audience in my head, like, but, looking up at them. Like, Regis. You know what? Fair enough. No, That but, could also have worked. But it's way less likely. Oh, man. That's fun. So, oh, by the way, speaking of Jerry Orbach and Eyes, there is a great John Mulaney stand-up Were we speaking bit. about Eyes? Well, Eye to Eye. Eye to Eye? Oh, wait, he donated his, uh, he dined, <laughs> hellos? He donated his, to, uh, yes, he, yeah. he donated, yes, he donated his <laughs> eyes to the New York Eye Bank. And John Mulaney has a wonderful bit of stand-up involving Jerry Orbach and his eye donation. And you all should listen to it right now. So make a point of doing yeah, so. Yeah, I forget what it is now. Oh, it's great. It involves a romantic comedy. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's great. It's so, on Spotify, everyone. Go listen. It is. Go listen. Well, so, listen to the whole album. For sure. The top part. So Paul is talking about his qualms with the play. Right. Yeah, he didn't like the other guy, the, the constable. He's a constable in the Irish countryside. Why does he have a French accent? <laughs> uh, we must find picky. the road to Dublin. <laughs> is that your French accent? No, that was me doing his horrible French accent. Still good. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, <laughs> Paul asks if Jamie wants a sandwich, which is a nip of... You know what? I was going to say it's a nip of Dane Cook. Did you say a sandwich? A whole... Yes, he says sandwich. He does? He does. Huh. Want a sandwich? Sounds like sandwich, is... what you're saying. He is... Uh, well, sandwich is a play on sandwich. Uh-huh. He says it deliberately, I think, because it's a funny way of saying that word. Okay. Or mispronouncing that word. 
And yeah, Dane Cook does it all the time. Talks about sandwiches. I'm pretty sure he does. Okay. If you say it one more time, I am going to quit the podcast forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good thing to have in my back pocket. Good to know. (laughs) Yeah, you have a red button now. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) You do not. I I can say, clearly, I can say anything. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Jamie is uh, with Murray, and Jamie says to of Murray, Doggy needs to go out. And Paul says, well, person needs tuna fish. Uh, killed me. So he goes back in, and he makes himself a sandwich. And a big one. A big one, a very big one. Like, it looks Jamie, good. Yeah, it, it looked like a good sandwich. I love tuna. I do, too. <laughs> I also love tuna. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, what other cold cuts and sandwich things oh, do you I like? Oh, I love cold cuts. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Jamie's talking about how the uh, the accent, she's thinking more about the accent. She's like, it's starting to bother me more now. And then Paul starts talking about Lou and how Lou wants to make some edits. And it was like, it's like a little thing like that. It ruins the whole thing for me. It's like it worked today. Lou, uh, Lou wants me to cut three minutes out of the film. You know, so for him, it's no big deal. It's three minutes. He doesn't care. But to me, once you take that out, it's, everything afterwards is just all, you know, just what? You're very cute. What? You get so upset. That amuses you. No. Well, you're amused, I'm upset, that entertains you? No, like no, I'm a joke to no, you? I think it's great that you care so much. There's a little Goodfellas bit there, John. He sure does, and which he did in the natural history as well, kind of. But this was like yeah, specifically. This is a direct yeah. quote. Direct yeah. quote. When was Goodfellas? I'm trying to remember. 90. I looked it up. 90? Yeah. yeah. I like how they reference movies in this show. Me too. Like, I like how Seinfeld does it, where they just do, like, a whole whole scenes of a that are a parody. And this one's very passive. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. Very clear still. Sure, yeah. I mean, this was this was as clear as it gets. And I like, I like Jamie saying of Paul, I think it's, you know, he's so mad about it, and she says, I think it's cute. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Every, yeah. every uh, person who's in this... Field's dream, I think, is to have their partner uh, amused by their uh, pontificating about their opinions about their own work. Right. Yes, that's true. No wonder you thought it was cute. Yeah. Oh, did it bother you that they're both wearing vests? I mean, bother is... the same time. Bother is a strange word. This can't be the only time or the first time that that has happened. I think it is where they both are at the same time wearing vests. We've reached maximum vests? I think we have. (laughs) Oh, the only, man, the only addition they could add is a bulletproof vest under their clothes. <laughs> well, stay tuned for season yeah. four. <laughs> yeah, where they do that rollerblading movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Jamie is, it turns out she's looking for a new job and she got rejected. And um, that gets a laugh. Gets, yes. Chapin Baxter, Chapin and Chapin. I think, yeah, I think the name of it got a laugh. Yeah. Why is that funny? Because uh, there's three people named Chapin. Yeah, I guess that's in one firm. Why, that's why I thought it was funny. And the fact that it is split up. But yeah, Paul is encouraging her to not just take any job. Oh, because I get Chapin do... probably hired all of his brothers or sisters or cousins. Yeah, probably. Or kids. Oh, that's or they funny. All went into, yeah, Poor they Baxter. All went into whatever. <laughs> okay, I'm done with this now. What's next? <laughs> Paul doesn't want her just taking any job. But Jamie, it turns out, doesn't really have any passion. She says, I'm a suit, which is sad. She says suit and then corporate sally i'm a corporate sally which i loved yeah uh it is sad I, I, and it's I a, like, such a I, real dilemma for many the, people yes i love absolutely. how they that's why i love well we'll get to it but that's what i love about this episode sure and yeah paul kind of encourages her to think big picture all right give me say we had a million dollars and you didn't have to worry about food or rent or anything we don't have a million dollars 
I made that part up, all right. But the rest is all true. So say you can do anything you want. What do you mean? What do, you know, wildest dreams. You join the circus? You want to join the circus? No, no, no. So then why do you bother me? You're bothering me? What am I supposed to do? I'm 30 years old. There's certain doors that are closed. Then they're, they're not closed. Listen, if you want to stop yourself, that's fine. But I'm saying you should do whatever you want to do. Really? Yeah. Well, check with me first, but otherwise, yeah. I don't even know what I'd do. I mean, I'm not going to swim in the Olympics. I'm never going to dance with Baryshnikov. I forgot to tell you, he called today. <laughs> I'll never swim in the Olympics or dance with Barishnikov. And Paul saying, I totally forgot. I forgot to tell you he called today. Killed me. It's really funny. He's on fire in this scene. Paul Buckman. Yes. Their rapport throughout the entire episode is very, um, I mean, look, it's always great. But but they're... this is why we like him. Yes. Because he's a little hard to deal with sometimes in season one. But season now season two, he's it's like, oh, this is why she married him. Well, at, yes. He's at a the lot very of fun. Least in this, at the very least in this episode. <laughs> yeah. And the last one, I would say. Probably, yeah. No, definitely. You know, there have been definitely. the ones there. Oh, okay. <laughs> definitely. Look, I don't. <laughs> I'm hesitant to say definitely. I'm okay. not. I, definitely. Uh, all right. Definitely. I've been overruled by the loud guy. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Paul encourages her to pick whatever tickles your little heart. You're bothering me. How am I bothering you're you? pressuring me. I'm not pressuring you. I'm saying I'm offering you the luxury. I'm saying just pick whatever it is that you that would just tickle your little heart. I don't have anything that tickles my little heart. All right. <laughs> Can I ask you one more question? What? Is this still good? <laughs> and that's how we go out with her getting a little bit frustrated. Yeah, you know, it's she, good. She doesn't have. He's. I could imagine that that would be frustrating to be trying to figure it out on your own and figure out what you like to do and yeah. what you want to do and to have your partner who is being supportive but just like anything just think of anything you could do anything you want and just like i don't know i don't know what i want yes yeah the pressure yeah the well-intentioned application of pressure by a male right. to his female companion very <laughs> yeah. common dynamic in real life <laughs> should, should we talk about it should we i mean should it we is. break it down for everybody but yeah, no, you're right. I love when they make fun of that on TV. It's because re- it happens all the time, but men don't realize it, so they never write about it. That's very. There's true. a moment like that. That's in Search Party too. Oh yeah, yeah. Episode one, season one. Everyone watched Search Party. It's great. Anyway, <laughs> on TBS. But and I remember watching it. Be like, ah, yes. No one ever does this. It's very funny. <laughs> Uh, that sounds good. I'll watch Search Party. Yeah. Good plug. So, next scene, we are at Buckman Studios. Oh, my TV turned on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> How about electronics? are like going crazy. Sunday's a big media day. That's why. Yeah. John, I think you have a poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah, well, the poltergeist seems to like the same things I like, so we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> Fantasy see, football this is, CNN. see this is why this works yeah. <laughs> between us and me and the ghost house he's a guy oh he's my, a poltergeist <laughs> rise geists rise gals where we thank you not bad not yeah not bad yeah oh my gosh so where so, are we oh buckman studios we're at buckman studios he's editing his documentary with lou yeah, no Warren. And yeah, no Warren in this one. Lou thinks the montage is too long, but Paul likes it. Yeah, we're still on New York at night. Yes. Paul refers to Paul scoots Lou back behind a line <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just says Lou the line and he backs up about 
three feet yeah. so that he's not hovering. And there's a taped line on the ground. Yeah. Like customs. Yeah, sitcom style. Like customs, that's true too. And then Jamie shows up. She met Fran for lunch and brought Paul back a sandwich. Just like something that could happen in, and kind of happened, and so I married a hair murderer. Yes, that's true. Yeah, but this time it goes well. This time it's the best. And Lou, Paul, and Jamie, you know, they, they go right into, who's Fran? Asks Lou, and Paul says, a friend of ours. Jamie says, she's going through a divorce. I'm like, hey, that's a lot of information about Fran right off the top. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm like, you could you could say other things about her besides just she's going through a divorce. Oh, maybe. But that's what's on their, everyone's mind. That's on her That's not. That doesn't have to be what defines Fran. That's a great point. Yeah. I would have made the same mistake, though. <laughs> well, well, then this is a note for you, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love this so, Lou story so much. Oh, gosh, it's great. Let's do it right now. Lou's proposal story. You know, I once had a friend. Okay, it was me. <laughs> I wanted to propose to this very nice girl, so I took her to dinner and slipped the ring into her dessert. How romantic. Yes, unfortunately, she swallowed the thing, cut a hole in her trachea about yay long. It's terrible. Yeah. Coffee? oh he's so weird and funny he's a weirdo cut a hole in her trachea like this about yay long (laughs) about yay long coffee coffee. (laughs) that happens in uh you remember everyone says i love you uh yes ed norton yeah and drew barrymore you remember when he gives Mm -hmm. her the engagement ring and a parfait because she loves parfaits and she swallows it i did not remember that and then there's a scene where they're all she's upside down and they're all like trying to jerk it out of her I liked that movie. Oh, that me too. That was a too. good one. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Woody. Thanks for, thanks for the caveats, Woody. Yeah. So, yeah, Paul says to Jamie, Lou goes into the other room to make some coffee. For her, Paul which is said, very sweet. Yeah. And Jamie decides that she wants to fix up Lou and Fran. Lou is single, isn't he? That's not what you're supposed to say. Do you think Fran would like him? Oh, no. Let's go out to dinner, just the four of us. Listen to me. No. Hey, 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 she's my best friend. Would then do her a favor, A social thing would really boost her confidence. A social thing? You know, you're a funny individual. I tell you, you should go out and do anything you want in the world. That's what you come up with? Lou and Fran, that's the thing? I'm warming up. Her life is easier to fix than mine. Well, uh, fine, even if we did, why would we have to be there? Because first dates are very awkward. Yeah, right, so who wants to watch that? You're being very difficult. I'm not being difficult. Though I don't even know if Lou would be interested in Fran. For all I know, I think Lou is gay. I'm not gay. <laughs> I mean, Jamie, this isn't surprising, is it? What? Yes, it's surprising. Lou is clearly terrible. No, but Fran just needs a date. I, Casual but, date. But to what end? So that she feels a little better about herself for a night. It's not going to happen with this guy. It kind of does, I think. You think so? You think at the end of this, she's better than when she started? Ooh. Uh, wow, what an interesting question. A little. I don't know, man. Listen, I don't know if it's him or the racquetball, but some. I think it is the racquetball. Yeah. I think as soon as she stops defining herself by her relationship, she's able to have a good time with her friend. Wow, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You could be a shrink. <laughs> you do you. A sitcom shrink. <laughs> sitcom shrink. Well, our half hour's up. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be $400. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, Paul is saying, you know, I don't even know if Lou would be interested in Fran. For all I know, Lou's gay. And Lou walks right in and says, I'm not gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't miss a beat. It's so great. Not in the gay I'm panic not gay. way, I'll go. everyone, just in a funny way. Yeah. 
Wait, is there an episode where they set someone up and it goes badly? Am I crazy? Hasn't she already set people up on a date and it didn't go well? Or no? I don't think so. I don't think we've had a date like that yet. I know we haven't had a double date like that. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. No, maybe not. I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking of, you know, TV shows. Yeah. 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 I'm like, which her? Do you mean her in all other shows? Because <laughs> this happens everywhere. <sighs> so they go but to. It was, uh, they, it's always a bad idea. It always is. 100% of the time. <laughs> so uh, he agrees to go out with her. They do a double date at Riffs. And when we get there, Paul is not at the table. And Fran and Jamie are talking about uh, their lists of celebrities they would have sex with. Fran's list. It's fascinating. Is both of them. Very interesting. Fran's list is John Goodman. Yeah, which Jamie was super into also. Yeah. She was like, yeah. That's a, yeah. Which, frankly, in 1992, I don't know if John Goodman was on my list. <laughs> now, I mean, I think he's great, but man, maybe, you know, to each their own for sure. I don't know. Right out of uh, Born Yesterday or whatever. <laughs> Oh, you know what, though? Barton Fink. Ooh, okay. Okay. I could get with Barton Fink, John Goodman. Sure. I nailed it. Born Yesterday came out in 93. I don't even know that movie. Born Yesterday? Yeah. You don't know that movie? John, <laughs> I don't know the movie Born Yesterday. Everybody knows that movie. I think and that's play. not true. What is it? And original film. John, I need some extra details. Unless you say no right now, which would be really funny. <laughs> no, I'll tell you. <laughs> It's basically Pygmalion. Oh, Born Yesterday. Oh, wait, you know it? No. <laughs> that really got me. No, so uh, it, there was one in 1950 directed by George Cukor, starring Judy Holliday okay. and William okay. Holden. Okay. In the description, is a tycoon hires a tutor to teach his lover proper etiquette. Okay, yeah, Pygmalion. Yeah. And then there was a play. They just did. A, mm-hmm. There's an old play okay. that, that they just revived on Broadway a couple years ago with Jim Belushi and uh, Nina Arianda. You remember that? No. Okay. And then there's also a film version of Born Yesterday starring John Goodman as the rich dude. And uh, who was it? I forget. Melanie Griffith. Speaking of. Okay. Yeah. Oh, not speaking of. Oh, and Don Johnson. That's right. That's how I learned who Don Johnson was. Oh, great. Yeah. Is this where they met? Oh, because they got married. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Great. Well, good for them. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad this movie went well. Matinee, The Babe, Barton Fink was 91. Yeah, this is prime. King Ralph. Sure. <laughs> oh, Remember man. that one? I think we're currently in prime John Goodman. Yeah, like we I, really are. Like the last 10 years oh, or Oh, right so. now? Yeah. I mean, he's never stopped being amazing he, in anything He's never stopped ever, being so, great. Yeah. That's very true. Because I don't want it to be like, oh, King Ralph, that's prime Goodman. <laughs> but he's good. Oh. He's good. You're crazy. These are all great. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. What about him? Oh, right. He's on her list. Right. Number one on her list, along with Mick Jagger and Joe Namath. Yeah. But only to make Mark jealous. He would dive off. She, if Mark would dive off a bridge. Which is so it. funny. Very funny. Oh, but I guess Joe Namath then is like pretty old. Yeah. I mean. Because it was funny to me that the only athlete she named was like the one she didn't really. Retired. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then Jamie's and list she, is. What? What? No, Jamie's list is. Is is banging and varied. Hers makes sense to me more. Sure. Number one, Bruce Springsteen. Absolutely. Classic. Mm-hmm. I, as long I've as I don't have this, to go to New Jersey. <laughs> I've got to write this sketch. I've had an idea for a sketch forever of a dad who walks in on his daughter in bed with somebody and he starts freaking out. And then it's Bruce Springsteen and he gets really happy about it. Oh, that's funny. Uh, you know what? I'll workshop it. No, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, that's a good idea. I don't know if it's a sketch. Sounds like a scene from a movie. That may be why I haven't written it yet. Yeah. Write your New Jersey movie and then put that scene <laughs> in it. 
And number two on the list is Tom Brokaw. Which makes total and, sense for Jamie. Sure, absolutely. And number three is Yannick Noah. Yes. Did you know who that was? I did not. Me neither. He is. Yes, I looked him up. He, yeah, he is a, a tennis player, as Jamie says. And uh, yeah, he is an African-American gentleman. Which is so funny when she's like, yeah, because she's like, he's this handsome black and Paul comes in and she's like, sweater. Yeah. And she segues into talking about clothes. <laughs> He's like talking about clothes. How predictable. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So Lou shows up. He hasn't arrived yet. He is uh, screening Paul's film for executives. Yeah. It seems and like a then, crazy time to have dinner to me. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's like right after the big moment. Do we remember what happened last time we had a you know party it's when true. Paul was waiting to hear about a film? That's true. Do they it are the not next learning day. from their mistakes. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. <sighs> People never learn. <laughs> These guys. Yeah. So when Lou enters, the crowd laughs hysterically, and I think it's just because he is wearing plaid pants. Interesting. Because they lose their mind. They like, do. There are there are waves. There like, are. They're, they're like, oh, Lou's here, and then the crowd just. <laughs> And nothing has happened. And I'm like, are you sure? Because, yes. It was very weird. Nothing. He doesn't say anything. The ZT do joke? That's not what the ZT joke is? Which joke? The ZT? I mean, it's not a, I don't know. It's going to sound stupid uh, now. I don't think I know that joke. Uh, when Paul's looking at the menu and he's like, what's ZT? Oh, ZT? And she's like, the tubes. Yes. No, that is not then. Well, I have the moment right here. <laughs> Because I have to see this. Are you going to watch it right now? Yeah, can I? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Eh, okay. <laughs> Not impressed? No, it's interesting. The same thing happens to me when, like you said, rolling waves of laughter. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's one wave. Or no, it's like two waves, but the second wave is pretty small. There is a big laugh. I think you're right. It must be it's his pants. Just because, or just his face. Because he or does have a very be. goofy expression on his face. Okay. But okay. good catch. Yeah, maybe that's what the waves were. The first wave was, oh, look at his pants. Right. Oh, look at his face. That could be. Yeah, yeah. There's lots to laugh about with Larry Miller. So yeah, Paul eagerly wants to know how the film was received. And Lou says, I don't know. They made me leave. Said I was hovering. I hover. <laughs> yeah, he's very self-aware. Yeah. And yes, then they go to their respective menus. And Paul, yeah, as you said, Paul asks, ZD is what? And Jamie says, tubes. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Paul doesn't know his pastas. If it was just and- a show with Paul Reiser and Richard Kind and menus, I would be in heaven. <laughs> That's all you need, baby. Yeah, that's all you need. They get a new menu every week. They don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> and that's the show. Oh, my gosh. I would watch the hell out of that show. Uh, so, yeah, Fran is going to get the prime rib. And Lou says, did you know that every 10 ounces of meat, two ounces are blood? Yeah, that's very interesting. Then, very interesting. And he gives a big thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Gross, Lou. Oh, also, this made me not crazy. I just I was so fascinated and I love I love how crazy their schedule is. Mm-hmm. But their schedule is crazy. Yes. Like he's just coming from the screening. They're having dinner. Mm-hmm. They're going to play racquetball later. Yeah, they don't stop. Also, neither one of them are employed. Play it in the day. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Ursula comes by. Good. Are you ready? I think so, ladies. Um, I'll have the prime rib. And is there any way that I could get half a dinner salad? What do you mean, like half? (laughs) Yes. I'll see if they can make that. Also, I don't have a napkin. Do you want one? No. Can I have half a dinner salad? 
What is that? It's just a half a salad. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you get a full salad or a half salad. And back then that wasn't on the menu, but it also is like people at restaurants. Here's a story about when I used to wait tables. Somebody came in and ordered a shandy. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what that is. Mm-hmm. I was working at the Hard Rock Cafe. If you don't know what it is, shandy in is... In Times Square? Well, I worked, I worked in the Hard Rock in New York City before it moved to Times Square. Where it was, was it It was on 57th <sighs> Street. 57th? Yeah. Yeah, it was a few blocks away from uh, Columbus Circle. Oh, okay. But before I worked there, I worked in the Hard Rock down in D.C. Oh, wow. You're like old school Hard Rock employee. Yeah, it's, or something. Yeah, I, it was right out of college, and I was staying in D.C. for the summer. Struggling actor. And Yeah, and so uh, I was like, it's EPAs perfect. Going to at the Woolly Mammoth. <laughs> right? Yeah. If only. <laughs> But so somebody comes in and orders a shandy, which is half beer and half lemonade. Right. Or half beer and half some sort of citrus soda. Mm-hmm. And lemonade. I didn't know that. Lemonade, right? It is lemonade. Oh, you don't even know now? Well, it's. It, I said lemonade. I felt good about it, but I also think they had... <laughs> shut up. Anyway, so... <laughs> Can someone else help me? <laughs> <laughs> so they explained to me, they're like... Uh, yeah, I'd like a shandy. I was like, oh, uh, and what is that? Like, uh, it's a half beer, half lemonade. And I'm like, oh, well, um, I don't know if we have oh, that. So stressful. I can, here's what I can do. <laughs> I can order you a beer. Oh, no. And I can order you a lemonade. A lemonade. And you can mix them. And he was just like, okay. And as I'm ringing it in, like, I ring it in. And right after that, I'm like, Russ, there's a bar here. Right. People Is make this the first time you ever people. had a cocktail ordered? I guess so, or something. So I go over to the bartender and I was like, this guy wants <laughs> a half a beer. <laughs> A half a lemonade. And the person says, oh, a shandy? Because of course they did. That's what it's called. It's a drink. So bottom line is, I really feel for Ursula here. Mm. Yeah, you sound like one. (laughs) Everybody stay off Ursula's back, damn it. (laughs) But Jamie does like messing with her. Yeah. And it is a little mean. (laughs) Yeah. Every time. (laughs) So they talk a little bit. They're getting to know each other. We learned that Lou is valedictorian at Amherst Business School. Yeah. Fran was also valedictorian at her school. Yeah. I mean, they're hitting it off. Yeah. Yeah. Lou was also on the tumbling mm-hmm. team, he says. And then he became a producer after being an accountant. And yeah, Paul chimes in. How'd you become? Uh, he, he thinks that this is a, a very interesting path to success. How'd you become an astronaut? Well, I taught volleyball, which is a funny analogy for him to make. Yeah, Jamie's inspired by it. Yes. Because it's something she's looking to do in a way. And I love that. I love how into Lou she is. She is very much into Lou. And Paul doesn't get it. Because he's an idiot. Because he's an idiot, yeah. He's also seen Lou be ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. Frustrating. But yeah, Jamie is saying, you're lucky. You've always known what you wanted to do. And I get that. I understand people who, like, I... I understand wanting that from people and being jealous of people who have that. Don't you know what I wanted? Well, I just like as far as like, it's tricky. You know, here's the thing. So I was like, I'm going to be an actor, comedian. And the the path to making that happen is very hard and frustrating (laughs) and convoluted. And you need to have it be a separate thing. Right. You know, and working one of my other jobs at a box office, I met a guy who was 18 and he was working in the box office and he was like you want to see something cool and he pulled up all of the stats for the current bruce springsteen tour like 
Here's what the lighting budget is like. Here's what this rig is like. Here's what how much the house is making. Huh. And he was so excited by this. And I was just like, and that's it's a practical thing. Right. And it's specific and he's talented at it and it's achievable. And I was right. like, you are so lucky that that is that this is in your wheelhouse and that this is out there for you, because I don't know how to order a shandy. So I don't know what's next for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. But that was a while ago. I'm doing great. I feel good. I'm happy with where I am. Good. <laughs> so Ursula comes back with a fisherman's platter for table 14. They do not know if that is her table. <laughs> it's enormous. Ursula is asking too many questions of these people i love but yeah paul looks under the table to, for a number as a joke yeah like a sarcastic really gesture <laughs> and then lose cell phone rings hmm. all right that's them that's them everybody shh, shh, shh. yellow this is avery oh avery that's the new one that's the new one. Shh, shh, shh. i bet they loved it shh, 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 shh. this is great tell me the connection's like a bell <laughs> Oh, please. <laughs> that killed me. The connection's like a bell. <laughs> yeah, that clip ends there with that fun joke. The idea the that a bell is clear yeah. is interesting because it is a clear, pure sound. Right. But it's also a little grating. It depends on the frequency of the bell. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Welcome to Bell Talk. <laughs> Uh, ding dongs, ding ding dings. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dingers, dongers, <laughs> dingalingaroos? Uh, that makes sense. That's why I laugh so hard. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah, you're right. One one ding is nice. Yeah, no huge. There's not going to be any huge chime. Just <laughs> dong, and you're like, oh, well, it's like grating yeah. at me. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody wants a dong. Only dings. Only dings. <laughs> All and dings. So... No dongs. <laughs> <laughs> no mets. So, no Paul... tongue. Okay. <laughs> no mets. No tongues. No dings. All dongs. So, <laughs> so Paul asks Avery on the phone about the montage. Um, what did you think of the montage, Paul? Uh, in the middle there. Paul. Right after the cabbie sequence. Paul, I cut it. I'm, I'm gonna call you right back. What did you say? You cut it? I told you. I thought it was too long. Um, three minutes for a montage. I'm sorry. You cut my film? Honey? You oh, what, what, what the hell is that? I'm the you producer. Okay, guys, guys. You're not a producer. You're an accountant and a tumbler. You're a tumbling accountant. Honey, can you I talk to you for a Uh-oh. Oh, boy. You're, a, you're an accountant. You're a tumbler. You're a tumbling accountant. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty mean. It's vicious. Yeah. This is no this is no but good, man. What he did was no good. Yeah. You don't cut another man's film. Yeah. Jamie pulls yeah. Paul away from the table by his right. hair. <laughs> by his hair. Doesn't want him to ruin the evening. And it seems like that's what's gonna happen. Also, though, I gotta say, like, because they said Luke cut the montage that ha- occurs right after the cabbie sequence, uh-huh. which to me sounds like a great place for a montage. Sure. Because the cabbie sequence, yeah. presumably, you know, they're probably talking to cab drivers or whatever, but it's like cabs are about the city. That's true. You see, you know, what are cabs, but from the perspective of a rider, a montage of sites of the city at night. Very smart. Yeah. yeah. New York at night. It sounds like a great montage. So you're pro montage. I'm pro montage. Why? I think it's a crutch. I think it's a cheap tool. I think you can tell a story better without it. Think about how much better Rocky would be without the montage. 
Actually, yeah. Think about yeah. If instead of if instead <laughs> if you just came well, home look, and said I just exercised. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. Look, you love movies, right? Yes or no? Yes. I also love movies. So what's better, an hour and a half long movie where a scene happens in three minutes and they say they show a whole bunch of little parts of a person training or if you get to see that person train because then you're in the movie for longer. Wait, were you joking or not? Yes, I'm joking. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you convinced me you weren't. No, I don't want to watch a movie where in the middle of it there are four hour long blocks of Rocky in the gym getting stronger. I didn't know what you were talking about by that point. I gotta tell you. That's fair. I think you speak for the rest of our listeners. <laughs> I thought you were joking. And then the yeah. 90% in, I was like, is he? Is he? So, yeah, Paul says to Jamie, it would be like if you had a thing and he can't finish the analogy. Yeah, Jamie that gets is frustrated. so great. It's very great. It's very sad. Yeah, Jamie's like, that's so sad. I don't even have a thing for you to complete your stupid analogy with. Yeah. Like, that is uh, such a great way to activate that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So they uh, they chat a little bit more about the frustration, and then we get they get home, and Paul is still furious. And, um, yeah, he, he, again, brings it up, except now he's got an analogy of, uh, what if you had a dress you love, and Lou ripped it? And she's like, eh, it's a dress. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. <sighs> and, yeah, Jamie then just says, Jamie has a very thoughtful way of looking at it and says maybe three minutes one way or the other won't make much difference mm-hmm. and paul says yeah cut out the last three minutes of citizen kane see if it makes a difference <laughs> he said that'd be a nice movie huh then huh yeah that'd be a nice movie yeah he's just like hey paul i hear you but chill out <laughs> i don't remember the last three minutes i remember the last like 30 seconds but i don't know what happens before that sled's bonfire i think we just Find out what everybody else thinks of him more. There's more of the same. It's kind of boring. <laughs> Citizen Kane? Yeah, I got to rewatch it, I think. I watched it in high school, and I wanted to like it so badly. Yeah. I don't know I like if I like Orson Welles movies. Well, if you don't like Citizen Kane, it's not too likely. <laughs> is that a hot take? It feels like one to me, but I don't think it is. But you know what? Look, guys, my opinion, <laughs> Citizen Kane, best Orson Welles movie. Wait, really? Yes. Have you seen any others? I, I've only seen one other that I hated. I have not, but I've heard I've heard um, the third man is great. Oh, that one I might like. Yeah, I've heard it's really excellent. I might like that. I should watch that before I poo poo Orson Welles all together. I need to see F for fake. Is that a comedy? No, it's this weird thing where he's just like uh, everything I'm about to tell you is true or something like that. And I can't I can't, I can't remember the thing, but uh, there's a twist. There's a big Shyamalan twist oh, in the okay. Orson Welles movie. Also, I don't like how he um, scared America like that. Get out of here. We don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time. Oh, man. So then we. I'm anti Orson that- Welles. <laughs> You're- oh, wow. Wow. This is big. Except Holy I liked smokes. his appearance on I Love Lucy and that he was willing to make fun of himself. So, okay. Wow, so, you're, I so, I can't so you're wavering. I yeah, you so, came out hot. I also and now you're backing off. How much? How many? I feel this is. Oh, uh, why do I care? Is this our last show? No. <laughs> Should I just go ahead and mispronounce sandwich? No, but I might record the next one from Bellevue or something. Blow it all up. <laughs> A sandwich? Yeah, uh, oh, no. <laughs> so, Jamie wants to make Paul cinnamon toast in order to take his mind off of the stuff that Lou did. And then Jamie suggests that Paul do something to fix the situation. Well, why don't you do something? I what? Well, fix it. Well, I fix what? I don't even have it. They have it. Who? Who? Cinnamon group. Well, steal it back. That's a good idea. Yes, that's what I'll do. I'll sneak into a building. I'll, I'll be a thief. 
It's your film. I know. So? Well, so what? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a thief. I can't, you know. I, remember the time they sent us the two TV guides? You couldn't live with it. Couldn't live with it. I can't. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't have the stomach to steal. I can't steal. Call Ira. Call Ira. That's a good idea. Just call Ira. Huh? Ira. That's a good idea. This, this bothered Russ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. Why? It's not weird. Why? She's it's Captain not, Mischief. Cap, she's encouraging breaking and entering. Uh, what are you, Paul? Yes? I guess so. Like, this, she's <laughs> she's Captain Mischief, and she's Captain Get Things Done. I guess, I guess you're Is right. Is it really stealing if it's his movie? Yes. It's his movie. That they're paying him to make. And they didn't get the version that he made. But they did. For all intents and purposes, they did. All intents and purposes, but not except his intent and purpose. You're, you're, you're <laughs> right. one he intent and purpose. Yeah. <laughs> For that, most so intents and purposes, they got it. intents yeah. and purposes. <laughs> They're missing For one. Several intents and purposes. That's funny. You know what? You've you've swayed me a little bit on this. Calling her Miss Mischief. I like that. Good. Okay. Oh, I love I'm when back. I sway you back. I'm back in. So Paul and Ira go to the city group Wait, Wait, one of my favorite moments in that scene. Oh. Because he's like, you know, I can't steal things. He's like, remember right, that time yes. TV Guide sent us two guides? <laughs> and she's like, you couldn't yeah. live with it. And he's like, I couldn't live with it. <laughs> you couldn't live with, couldn't live with it. Uh, so, yeah, she's you like, you got to call Ira. TV. You are on the take from TV Guide, aren't you? <laughs> They're sitting right next to me. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't mention TV Guide just now. Yeah. America's finest newspaper. <laughs> Yeah, when my TV went on, it was because they wanted me to read the schedule. <laughs> oh, my, my TV's on. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's on? Uh, let's see what's on. What's man. on? I don't know what's on. <laughs> wow, TV Guide has a whole channel now. Channel 2. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow also has reruns of Sex in the City and Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Oh, man. Did we ever figure out how that worked? Don't you remember when TV what? Guide started to show Curb and Sex in the City on their channel i do not there might have just been curb but yeah no tv guide channel got it i don't even know how they did it interesting like did they show the scrolling thing at the bottom and then the show at the top or did they just i don't know just got rid of the scrolling thing altogether i have no idea i don't know so much i don't even know what you're talking about so there you go okay well let's move on then <laughs> at the office <laughs> building at the office building paul and ira get there and the security guard is mr heckles indeed he's not dead yet not dead yet Played Larry by Hankin, Larry, yes. Larry Good. Yeah, he's wonderful on Friends. I mean, what else? Yeah, let's do a Larry Hankin off. I mean, he's in everything. Well, look. I can't name I, that many, probably. I can name one that is really great. He was on the Chris Gethard show when what? it was on Manhattan Neighborhood Network, when it was on what? public access. Connor Ratliff, comedian Connor Ratliff. Oh, that's appearing. right. He endorsed him for president, right? Yes. Connor Ratliff was doing a thing where he was saying, because I'm 35 years old, that is the minimum age that you need to be in order to run for president of the United States. So I'm going to run for president on the platform that I am old enough to run for president. Right. That's my only stance is that I'm old enough to. And so it was this long running bit. And he said, I need a celebrity endorsement. I want to be a friend of the people, and there's no greater friend to the people than the friends. So, <laughs> huh. if any of the six friends would like to be a celebrity endorsement, I would be happy to have you endorse me as for president. Right. And then he opened it up to 
everybody from friends. And after I think it didn't take very long after I think like three weeks, like I think Larry Hankin sent in a video that was just him going, hi, yeah, I'm Larry Hankin. I played Mr. Heckles. Uh, what's his name? Okay. Connor Ratliff. Yeah. He should be president. Fine. That's so But funny. it was something like that of him just in his home. Yeah. No, I remember that iPhone video. video. Yep. Oh, really great. Really funny. <laughs> Any... And that's my go-to reference for Larry Hankin. That's so weird. <laughs> Can you think of any others? There's one huge one. You're Did missing. I mention Friends? Yes. Was he recently on Breaking Bad? No, I don't know. There's one huge one. Huge. You are going to kick yourself so hard. I'm sure I will. What is it? He plays Kramer. Oh, yeah, he does. In the Seinfeld pilot. Yes, within he does. the Seinfeld show, season four. Oh, he's great. Levels, Jerry. Yeah, levels. <laughs> uh, he also <laughs> was in a that. lot of old sitcoms, which we haven't covered these. Oh, we won't talk too long about it, just to 20 minutes or so. <laughs> but here's a funny show I wish I, I wish I could watch. Maybe I can. Called Hey Landlord, which had oh, one season created great. by Jerry Belson and Gary Marshall oh. about a young man from Ohio who inherits a New York City brownstone apartment building from his uncle and shares his apartment with an up-and-coming stand-up comedian. Sounds pretty good to me. Richard Dreyfus is in two episodes. Wow. Hey, Landlord, huh? What station was it on? NBC. Great. I know. I really want to see it. We'll have to add that to the list. Right. He was also Rabbit. in Dragnet. Okay. Which confuses me. Was he in the movie Dragnet? No, the TV show. Was there a remake of the TV show Dra- the new Oh, it was called The New Dragnet. <laughs> was there some new Dragnet with a weird name? Yeah. <laughs> What are you, Ursula? Anyway, <laughs> everyone knows him. He was also on Broadway in the committee. He's an original committee member. Oh, cool. The committee led to Second City, the famous yeah. improv theater in Chicago, everyone. He's yeah, uh, great, he's on great, the original great. committee record, available I on Amazon for $300. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say I'll have to pick that up, but I will not. Yeah, so he's an old improv guy. How cool. Yeah. He's very funny. Oh, I'm sorry. There's one more thing I have to look at. Okay. Because there's a TV movie here called Peeping Times. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. A parody of news magazine shows. Okay. Bye. Great. Yeah. Fabulous. Great. Anyway. So, yes, the security guard is Larry Hankin, and Paul immediately folds. He has no spine when it comes to this sort of thing. He's, like, terrified looking the whole conversation. Yes, absolutely. Ira tries very hard to talk their way in, and he eventually gets Mr. Heckles. I'm just calling him Mr. Heckles. You guys, Mr. Heckles saying things like, hey, they don't tell me anything. Oh, it's so, Ira, yeah. The way Ira yeah, gets Ira him to, like, said, open hey, up. They, yeah. yeah, Ira said, they were supposed to tell you that we were coming by. Hey, they don't tell me anything. Yeah, and I was like, that's ridiculous. They they don't even yeah. think about you, do they? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's like, you know what? Let me call Mr. Avery. I'll tell that fat slob what's what. <laughs> yeah, that killed me. <laughs> yeah. And then Mr. Heckle says, wait a minute, he is not fat. <laughs> and then Paul, Paul is great here. He saves he the says, day. Yeah, he just says, oh, you know what? The way that he talks, it's very confusing. Here's $20. Yeah. And that changes Mr. Heckle's tune right away. He tells him to watch themselves getting on the elevator. Paul signs in. Mr. Heckles reads and says, thank you very much, Mr. Mantle. I think it was Mickey. Because Paul has signed in as Mickey you Mantle. Think? That's what I think. What a horrible like, cover. You, who else do you think? What Are there any? What's your... Who's your favorite Mantle? Oh, gosh. I know. Try to narrow it down. Besides Mickey. Oh, that makes it hard because Mickey is my favorite Mantle. If you had to pick a number two. Fireplace? Sure. Yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, also, just to be specific, because it was one of my favorite lines, the way Ira asks is he goes, what's that fat slob's home phone number? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Ira. He's great. I forgot He's how great, much great, I love great. him and have 
there's a side of me that is 100% Ira <laughs> based on me liking the show as a kid. Yeah. No, he's I love him now. When I was a kid, I loved him. Yeah. Like I think I wanted to I forget now, but I think I wanted to be him for Halloween one yeah, year. Yeah. That makes sense, sure. Like you just need a trench coat. And, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Which Perfect. he hasn't Wait, does he wear it now? I think probably a little bit later. Yeah. It comes and goes. It's so in my head, but I haven't seen yeah. it. Anyway. So Jamie and Fran return back from playing racquetball, and Jamie has beaten Fran in straight sets. Which also, where did Fran go when Paul walked back to their apartment with Jamie after dinner? To go check in on Ryan? And then at the racquetball court? You see what I mean? Yeah, It's that's just a like a crazy New York life. That's a very good point. Like, they are just living like uh, the way I lived when I was like 24. Just moved there. <laughs> there you go. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, the city so really never did sleep. It ne- now, now it goes to bed at like 11. All the time. Yeah. It's mo- the city that mostly sleeps. <laughs> Jamie thinks that she could be a pro racquetball player. Right. And says, what else am I going to do? Yeah. And Fran asks, you know, don't you want to have kids? Jamie says, that's not the point. And I'm not ready for that yet. And then Fran offers her a brownie, to which Jamie replies, I'm an athlete. Mm-hmm. The brownie's the size of a cake. Yes, it's an enormous it. brownie. New York brownie. Oh, and I love <laughs> the blocking. It's crazy. Yeah. Fran, it's so crazy, and I love it. Because Fran gets a milk carton out of the fridge and then hops yep. on the counter that, you know, Jamie and Paul have done it on yep. a couple times at least. Uh-huh. And then she sit, she pours a glass of milk next to her and eats yep. a brownie while Jamie stands next. I, I was like, this is such a weirdly staged scene. I like it. No, I love it. it Way to go, me. Tom Moore and uh, Leela and uh, <laughs> Helen. Everybody did great. Everybody did great. <laughs> Jamie sees the brownie, decides, I want to make brownies for a living. We can make brownies. Yeah. Um, these brownies and sell them. These, yeah, yeah. We should like... make these and sell them. So we sell them to who? The place we bought them from? <laughs> Uh, and then she's like, our twist will be we'll put walnuts in them. Yeah, they have them with walnuts, she says. Yeah, really she is looking for anything to latch on to, which is so much more interesting than So I Married a Hair Murderer, but it's the exact Absolutely. same thing. We just get to see her go through uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. They took the note. Oh. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> they did. Good job, everybody. We appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll remember this when it comes time to renegotiate your contracts. <laughs> So Ira and Paul cut the montage back into the film. Yeah, we have one of the, the shortest weird scenes scene. in history. And we're going to hear the entire scene now because it's kind of funny. Here we go. Put back a montage. Now we got a perfect film. Hey, Paulie. Yeah. Whatever happened to that film you got of Fran and Jamie at Jones Beach smearing lotion all over each other? You're a sick person, you know that? <laughs> but you filmed it. I filmed it, yeah, yeah, but you remembered. <laughs> Also, yeah, so it's kind of gross. Ira asking about Paul's wife. Sure. But I felt like he was asking for Fran. Probably. But you're right. That is a little gross, actually. Yeah. It's also uh, noteworthy because they mentioned Jones Beach, and that's where I worked as a kid. Oh. I worked at the Jones Beach Amphitheater. Oh, my gosh. Summers in high school at the Caliente Cab Company Mexican tent. Oh, they had a Caliente Cab Company out there? Mm-hmm. They no did. kidding. Yep. I would heat burritos and set up boats with tortilla chips and stuff and sell people Mexican food. What a life you had. It was a hoot. Good thing you weren't working the bar. Uh, margarita? What's that? <laughs> oh, 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 lemon juice and tequila? Uh, Wait, you, I could get you a glass of lemon juice and a glass of you, tequila and then you can mix it. <laughs> you want your... You want ice? You want... And? Okay. Uh, ice isn't on the menu. <laughs> Look, I'll bet that if you put your hands, I'll bet that if you put your hands over the drink, it will block the sun enough to chill your drink and then you won't need ice because 
Uh, I don't know what to do. I'd get you a Coca-Cola, but everyone knows they haven't released the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Who's worse than me? So, <laughs> so then we're back at Paul and Jamie's. And yeah, it's like Paul 4 or 5 a.m. Yeah, it is early. Paul has a scruff. And he says, I'm a felon now, but I feel better. <laughs> and uh, Jamie is still up. She's looking through her whole her old college stuff. Yeah, love doing that. Yeah, she's found a paper, I believe. Yeah, she's well. She's no, found it's a, either a short story or a novel she didn't yes, finish. Yes, called New Haven by Jamie Stemple, and she she asks Paul to sit down and read it. Mm. Can I? I would love to read this. Okay, well, this is just a first draft. There's still a million things wrong with it. I had just turned 18, and I was completely obsessed with this whole idea of driving at night. But I'm going to take most of that out, because basically it's the story of this girl named Evelyn. But she's called Debbie on a couple of pages, but I'm going to take that right out. And the first, no, 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 the first paragraph is like wildly, wildly long. But that's okay, because I, I know how to fix that. You know, okay. you seem kind of tired. I'm going to put this down. <laughs> that's a really funny little bit from Helen Hunt. Yeah, it's... It's great. Oh, so Jamie talks about how yeah she she doesn't want him to read it anymore. She says it's not important. <laughs> Paul says, "What do you mean it's not important? You just said it's what you wanted to do." Jamie says, "If you'd come home twenty minutes earlier, I was going to be a silversmith." So, so many jobs. So we should have yeah. made a list of all the jobs it's that she could have done. Yeah, and then she goes back and looks at her. Wait, what is old... a silversmith? A person who works with silver. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I knew that. Anyway, no, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> You got there. Great. So, um, what's a doctor? A person who supplies medical services, right? Yeah. No, I got it. Yeah, well, you, you're you're very smart. Yeah. Also, not necessarily. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's a fisherman? A guy who eats fish, right? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> So Jamie's looking at her old stuff. She says, uh, you know, I took creative writing, fiction of loss and love. In four years, I had two majors and seven boyfriends. And Paul is very intrigued by the seven boyfriends. Yeah. But yeah, Jamie did a lot in college and she comes to a realization. I want to go back to school. You kidding? No, I'm not kidding. I think about it all the time. And then I just convince myself I'm crazy. Tell me I'm not crazy. No, 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 you're not crazy. You know, you're always saying you only live once. Yeah, well, I got that from my parents. I don't really know what it means. <laughs> I need to find something that I love as much as I love you. Do it. it it's going to cost a lot of money. It's all right. We'll handle it. How? Well, you'll get a basketball scholarship. <laughs> Wants to go back to school. I love this. You didn't like this either? Here's what I didn't like about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like if somebody is going to go back, it's, and this, I'm probably going to be wrong at the end, but I feel like if somebody's going to go back to school at age 30, it's I want to go back to school because I want to do X. You figure out what the want is before you decide to go back to school. It feels very strange for a 30-year-old to be like, I'm going to go back to college now for, like, a general liberal arts degree to do some (sighs) seeking. Is my heart dead, John? No. Is that what's going on? No, it's a great point. (laughs) That's a very good point. I I feel like Paul's got to be like, okay, you want to go back to school? Well, he seems nervous. Well, what you think he seems nervous? And are you kidding? I think he seems very, very – I think he seems wildly supportive. Uh, by the and end, like, okay. but when he first hears it, he seems terrified because of the money. I see. I did not get that. 
I think he was like, because she says it's going to cost of a lot of money. <laughs> Waves of I think terror. he says it's going to cost a lot of money. And I think he just says, we'll figure it out. We'll do it. And then he says, you'll get a basketball scholarship. Which is funny. but Which is funny. That first read that you just gave didn't sound uh, breezy to me. Stutter, stutter, stutter. We'll figure it out. That's exactly you me, what you want to hear. <laughs> you want me to do it again? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> no. <laughs> 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 great i'm kidding i just need that be well, funny <laughs> that's right well then he, but here because here's the rest of it is that jamie then says this is a life decision and paul says well it's made and he does feel confident then yeah he does sound scared then. i detected fear i did not well uh, you, you projected fear Maybe, maybe, yeah. And then he says, you know, what if it's the wrong decision, she says. And he says, we made it together. Mm -hmm. And then he says, will you be happy? Because if you're happy, then I'm happy. That's the way it works. Right. So he's saying all the right things. I remember her going to class, I think, now. Do you? I don't. I think I remember at least one episode. Does she go into business with Fran? I don't think so. No? Are you thinking of I Love Lucy? (laughs) That's it. They work for Vitamita Vegemin. No. Oh, no. Oh, you don't even know how ignorant you sound. (laughs) No. I'm no look, listen, listen to me. There's that episode where Jamie Helen Hunt says, Ricky Ricardo, my husband, all I want to do is be in the show. Uh, don't even throw these cheap little ugh, these cheap little Lucy references. Ugh. I can't even. Uh, I can't even. You can't even. I thought you could even. You can't even. <laughs> so here's the way the episode wraps up before we cut to the tag. Oh, the ta- it oh. is with it well the before that it is with Jamie and Paul doing this. I love you. Baby, I'm the greatest. <laughs> what are they doing? I don't even remember. He says, baby, I'm the greatest, which is not my favorite last line, but the I love you before that was very sweet. Oh, I like Jamie saying yeah, yeah. I love you. And so, yeah, I uh, I like that closing bit at all. I think uh, it's great bit. to see this like 30 year old uncertainty in a marriage. Yeah. Their lives are changing. She's already changing, which is what everyone's scared about when they get married. Like, sure. I think all that in a sitcom is very, uh, I think, uh, moving and interesting and uh, real. I don't disagree. I like it a lot. And then the tag. Well, the tag is a lot of fun. Lou, 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 what do you mean you changed the credits? I just want to have a blank screen and the names go by. I know people like the little thing at the end there, but it's it's distracting. It's a, they, try, they can't watch the names if you have all the things. All right, here's what you do. Lou, listen, oh, you're killing me. Lou, try this. Lou, show the guy on the phone, all right? Then you have the sound of the racetrack, the thing with the hands. <laughs> That'll work. I love a meta bit. I never realized that in front was a racetrack logo. Yeah. Or like a racetrack sound. Did in you get front. that? Yes. Is in front reference? No, right? Look, That's I'm not, not a racing term. I'm not 100% certain, but... Oh, if uh, this is sarcastic, I, I'm going to kill you. No, this is me being serious. I thought you were about I'm to not, say, I'm pretty sure that if you're in the front of all of the other racers... That is what I'm about to, to say. Wait, is it? Well, not not that you tend to win, but I think that, like <laughs> I can imagine people saying, you know, Papa's mustache is in front. And if that is an official term. Oh, then Papa's mustache. Everyone, know, everyone should know that's Russ's go to nickname for a racer. <laughs> uh, full, full disclosure that is taken from David Cross. David Cross has used that in the past. Oh, interesting. Yeah. As a horse name. <laughs> Also, there's a great classic old Mr. Show sketch where they 
they do a bunch of fake horse names, including if Mandy Patinkin was a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Is the name of a horse? Yeah. Oh, it is great. Everybody watch all of Mr. Show. It's the best. He has a long face. (laughs) He does. People always ask him why. Yeah. Rise, guys, and rise, gals. Congratulations on this, uh, the end of our episode. (laughs) We've made it. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed it. We really liked making it for you. If you liked it, go on Apple Podcasts, which I believe is what it's called now. Are you serious? I think so. That sucks. Go on iTunes. Yeah. Go on, I yeah, you're right. I take it back. Go on iTunes, yeah. <laughs> whether it's still called that or not. Rate us, review us, tell people about the show. Um, word of mouth is the most effective way to spread a podcast. Nope. Word of mouth is the most effective way to grow a listenership. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Very well said. Yeah. The second time. <laughs> I have weekly shows with my team public pool on Tuesday nights at the Magnet Theater. Lots and lots of fun had there. 29th and 8th Avenue. Check us out. And you can tweet at me at Russ Fader. F-E-D-E-R. And um, you can and should please tweet at us. We're at Mad About You Pod. You can find us on Facebook. Mad About You Pod. Everywhere you look, we are there talking about Mad About You. Check us out. And, yeah, and we want to do that with you. Yeah, we love interacting with you guys on Twitter. And mm. thank you all for the, uh, all the Richard Kind updates. I do feel like we should start a little bit of a uh, Richard Kind, sort of like a neighborhood watch, like a Richard Kind watch, maybe. <laughs> sure. Sure. A hashtag? Hashtag Richard Kind watch? Hashtag, hashtag Kind watch. Yeah. yeah, Kind watch. Yeah, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if anyone it's spots like Baywatch, him, but with yeah. It's like Baywatch, but with Richard Kind. Oh, if someone is good with video, <laughs> just for me, wants to make a gif, a gif, of David Hasselhoff <laughs> running on the beach with my head over his head, cutting to Richard Kind <laughs> ordering room service in that episode of Mad About You. Ah! That, uh, that's, that's my kind of media. Please, please. I am not sure if Kind Watch has brought up the fact that he has a voice on a current Netflix animated show. Oh, what's that called? Big Mouth? It's it, Yes, he's on Big Mouth. Oh, that's what he, uh, Nathan course, told us, right? I believe that's correct. Tiffy? It's yeah. wonderful. I didn't know it was a cartoon. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Mm, I don't know. It's I don't great, it's great, it's great. Really. You oughta. You I oughta, know, baby. I, I'm missing out. I know that. It's good. Lots of fun stuff. So, you already mentioned his name. Let's mention some more names. We've got a theme song. It sounds like a this. It was created by Mr. John D. Ivy. Thank you to John. And we've got a logo made by the best in the biz, Mr. Nathan Dippy at Nathan D-I-F-F-E-E. Thank you, friend. Appreciate it. And we've got a lot of smooth transitions from loud sounds and quiet sounds that all sort of come out sounding like... A very comfortable sound to listen to. <laughs> and those levels are mixed by Mr. Vukivanovich. Thank you, Vuk. Uh, John, anything else that we should say? Nah. Great. Rise, guys. Rise, gals. You are the best. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We look forward to bringing you another episode next week. So let's meet then, shall we? This has been Mad About Mad About You. I'm Russ Fader. And I'm John Marbley. And, and this is this what, is what we're, we're saying. saying.